0: Welcome uh, to a new episode of the India Independent Films
1: podcast. This is uh, Rahul Desai. It's been a while. Um, I have with me again uh, my friend and colleague, Tanul Thakur of The Wire. And uh, we have Uday Bhatia of uh, Mint. Uh, it's a special episode. We're not going to be discussing a film, first of all, because there hasn't really been a lot to talk about, at least in Hindi cinema in the last few weeks. Uh, we are instead going to be doing something different today. Um, Uday has uh, written, Uday's book is going to be coming out next month. He's written a film book called Bullets Over Bombay. Uh, It's about the film Satya. If you don't know what Satya is, please stop listening right now. You have no right to be listening to any sort of film podcast. Uh, It's called Bullets Over Bombay, Satya and the Hindi film Gangster. Um, uh, Before we we are going to be talking about... uh, just disclaimer: None of us have read the book yet, but we are going to be talking about today's process, about uh, his journey so far. And uh, I'm generally curious about, you know, uh, uh, b- film books and uh, film because I, I personally, I, I sort of find it very uh, difficult to do myself. I don't see myself doing something like that, which is why I'm very curious about the process. Uh, so Tanul and me are going to be talking to Uday today. Uh, the the perspective changed a little. Uh, U- Uday, before um. We start, let's talk. First of all, as long as I've known you, which is I think since 2015, I've pretty much known that you have been involved with uh, uh, this book and uh, writing this book. Over time, it has gained a very different identity in our lives as your friends. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, the title and the identity of the book itself came much later, but the book was an abstract concept for a very long time uh, in all of our lives. Why don't you tell us where it all started first? Uh, I'm very curious to know why Satya, first of all, and uh, when did it really start? And and did you think you were ready at that point of time? Because obviously this is what we are talking five or six years later.
2: Yeah, so... um... It, it does, uh, it, it has been around as an abstract concept, as you put it, because it did exist from before I came to Bombay, which is when we met. And uh, it was actually when Tanul and I were working together in Delhi uh, mm. at Sunday Guardian that this kind of uh, started off uh, and uh, uh, to answer your question of whether I was ready, I wasn't even thinking of writing a book, I had, I had no plans at all. Mm. Uh, it kind of fell in my lap in a way. I was approached by a publisher. Uh, they will go unnamed, I guess, because they came to me with the idea uh, of writing something on Satya. And um, I uh, I was interested simply because it was Satya. Uh, you know, and I guess, uh, you know, because there are very few films, I guess, from the last 20 or 30 years that i would consider spending enough time to write a book about satya would be like if not the top of that list in the top 3 easily so yeah but then um, for complicated reasons that publisher who had come to me passed on it and um, it ended i ended up with a different publisher which is harper collins which is uh, coming out with the book so yeah it kind of started off when i was at sunday Guardian in delhi with tanul i don't know whether uh, uh tanul were you still around at that time when the like um, the, when this book thing started
0: i mean i uh, i did not know it then uh, but i remember uh, when i moved to bombay uh, in 2000 in the summer of 15 which was a few months after you uh, moved to bombay to work for mint I remember. I mean, the 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 first meeting uh, uh, that we had in in Bombay. I remember you telling me about it. So I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I I kind of uh, technically found out in Bombay, but I think I that was also around the time when you would started to uh, get a little serious about the book. I think in 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 some way. Get <laughs> <Definitely> a <laughs>
1: little serious about.
2: It's, it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so. I, 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 yeah, sorry, go
0: on. No, 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 finish, then uh, I have a question in mind.
2: Huh, it was, uh, no, as, as uh, Rahul was saying, it, it, it has been like the texture of the book has changed a lot over the time and and it's also kind of entered into our own interactions and all the thing. <laughs> Rahul is very familiar with me uh kind of ghosting him on occasion saying i haven't i uh, haven't written anything i haven't worked on the book for a week or two weeks or something i can't meet and all so uh, and that's kind of been a constant for many many years so i think uh, yeah in 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 our lives also this book has kind of uh, been a thorn
1: yeah it i was, was. very very glad to see the cover finally out for those of you who haven't seen the cover it's out on Twitter right now we've shared it and uh, of course it's also uh, uh, out for you know pre-ordering on Amazon Uh, man we sound so awkward plugging something we don't plug our own reviews all all our lives and now uh, we're suddenly talking about a book Uh, but yeah no, I was very glad to see the poster because it actually existed first of all and there was a reason behind all that ghosting you mentioned I was like, this better amount to something. Because in, I think in our last few years in Bombay, when Uday was still in Bombay, he's in Delhi right now. Uh, he's uh, he's quit Bombay like Tanul did long back. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, our last few years was riddled with a, a lot of missed plans because... Uh, Uday was always feeling guilty about not writing enough and it's a difficult thing to do. I always used to admire anyone who's writing a book with a full-time job on the side which we'll get into soon. Um, Tanul, you can go ahead with uh, you had something to ask.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> before that, well, as usual, I, I'd like to say that, you know, quirks are such an integral part of a writer's uh, you know arsenal. Uh, before, uh, you should uh, you should be somebody who knows how to report or write well you should have these little weird quirks that really makes a writer. I mean, you know, ghosting on your friends, just not picking calls, <laughs> just not being a nice person all around. I think that that is a qualification that first makes you a writer and then you're like, achaha, writing a book to then it becomes incidental. Anyway, uh, moving on from that, very serious point. Oh, there, I have a question actually. It's, it's very weird, actually, uh, the, the fact that we're doing uh, this and I'm asking you certain questions for the first time. We're spoken about uh, your book for, I mean, uh, the last several years, as Rahul said. But I, I I, never got around to asking you certain pointed questions. The first thing that came to my mind, with Rahul, was uh, uh, talking about your book was that, you know... So you said that you sort of started doing this or actually thinking about it with some seriousness in 2015, you know. And and something that is very interesting to me at the personal level, uh, because I am very interested in film books and things like that, is, is you know, the form of it, right? I mean, <laughs> personally speaking, and uh, this has something that has struck me over the last several years, actually, that a film book actually gives you a lot of, uh, what do you call it? A lot of space in terms of structure, in terms of, thinking about the material because you know you can either do a proper i mean an academic dive deep uh, you can uh, have a bit of reportage you can have a bit of sort of you know i mean a a a, a fly on the wall even some sort of a cinema verite approach to it or or i mean you know it it, it can really uh, go in different directions and sometimes even meld a lot of them as opposed to say Mm -hmm. a straight up book of say narrative non-fiction or say a novel or say you know where you're sort of really Mm -hmm. bound by formats maybe you can you know you have some space to maneuver and all of that but I think a film book really gives you I mean a vast breadth of uh, options right you can even go really political into it and all of that a lot of people have done it and uh, and your book actually I mean uh, does a bit of everything if I would like to say even though I haven't read it've but I have read the two chapters you know mm. there are sort of I mean different sorts of approaches different sorts of things that are going on in terms of, of texture uh, and 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 the fact that perhaps I'm not uh, uh, too obvious about it that you know different chapters not just sort of offer a different way of thinking about the material as a whole but they are also sort of like you know uh are uh, dealt with a, a, a slightly different approach so uh when did the structure or these things sort of come to you or am I just making it a, a way too intellectual than it should be and, and you sort of just went with the flow that's one second question is did you have a book in mind I mean or books in mind or something that people had done that you wanted to do perhaps in a better way or uh, do it in a similar way and things that you wanted to avoid these two three things if you can talk about Hmm. Well, you are making it sound more
2: intellectual than it is, so I thank you <laughs> for that because you know <laughs> <laughs> that's that's part of our day job there anyway. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the I'll uh, answer your second question first because that was hmm. easier. So I, I didn't really have any books in mind. I I, uh, I I don't take much initiative for new things as it is. So this was. Uh, I, I certainly didn't have like the hustle to approach a publisher and say that I want to write a book on this film or something. I mean, I don't know if I would have ever figured out how to do that, uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, uh, what did I want to do uh, it in a way of another book is uh, I think that uh, I I'd really liked. Uh, Jay Arjun Singh's uh, Jaane Bido Yaro book when it came out because uh, I felt that that really gave me a sense of the mood of how that film was being made when it was being made on the set. Mm. I really got a feel for the mood when it was being made. Not so much like how important the film is and all which we know but you yeah. know what went into you know the, the making of it. So I wanted to get some of that I, you know, feeling for Satya also because as as we know, it was just a very, uh, I, you know, once in a generation kind of coming together of people right at the starts of their career who would then go on to become very important in Hindi cinema. So mm-hmm. I was interested in kind of seeing how they saw Satya at that time whether they thought It was something special or whether they it was just like, you know, an early indie, which they were doing, which, you know, they were all just trying to get a foot into Bollywood and it just sort of came together. So that was something I was interested in. Uh, You had mentioned that there were a couple of different approaches uh, in the book. And that's absolutely true. There is uh, uh, there is straight reportage, I think, where I'm trying to piece together the story of Satya. Um, where I spoke to as many people as I could who worked on the film. So I I, uh, I think I got most of them except, uh, well, the main person whom my most important person whom I couldn't speak to was Ormila. Uh, but uh, I spoke to most of the others. So that was a mostly uh, reportage-driven approach. But I also wanted to look at. Uh, two strands of of films, which was the gangster film and the Mumbai city film. Uh, Films that sort of look at uh, Mumbai of the streets. Because both of these traditions kind of come together in Satya. And that was a much more sort of uh, crate digging, sort of slightly more, I don't want to use the word academic because that will scare away like 10 readers immediately but yeah that that kind of approach like a slightly more uh, uh, you know looking looking back and sort of going through old films and trying to figure out a trajectory which satya fits into so yeah so it is a bit of a hodgepodge of uh, of styles there How?
1: Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh, how? Because you know, I've I've never really thought about book writing as such, or books in general. Uh, there's obviously a running joke that I don't read at all, which is partially true. Uh, uh, but you know, I'm really <coughs> very curious about um, how early. Uh, say, since it's your it's your first book, right? How early on do you, or is it as is, is it essential, or how early on do you even decide? Uh, the, the, I mean, the sort of point of view or the gaze of the book, because as you said, it's such a broad thing to cover, right? You decided to cover the Bombay and the Hindi film gangster thing. When did that come in? And how did, uh, when did you decide that it cannot only be about Satya in isolation? Because a lot of film books, uh, as even Tanul mentioned, they have different ways of doing it. And uh, even though I haven't read a lot, I'm very aware of all the uh, very good titles that, you know, uh, you mentioned, like Jayarjun Singh's Akshay Manwani is a bunch of very, very good authors that we are talking about. So, I mean, did you, I mean, given that you've read most of them, uh, how, did you get influenced by a particular perspective? And how early on did you decide that this is going to be the way I do it? Because, you know, you have to be, I'm guessing you have to be certain before sort of starting on your first actor. So, uh, and uh, I'm
2: going to flip this on Tanul in a moment, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, then that's not allowed, but anyway, go on. I'm going to deflect it really (laughs) smoothly, like no one will even notice (laughs) what happened. Uh, But uh, (laughs) it kind of came about inadvertently, what you were asking, Raoul, because uh, the the first publisher uh, who was there they didn't want a straight-ahead thing on the book. Uh, they were like, you can't, sorry, on the film, they were like, you can't just write about Satya, so what else can you do uh, Like in this? And so I, I had to think and it kind of, and then once I started thinking along those lines, it seemed like something I that would interest me, at least, because I didn't really know much about gangster films before say the 90s and even that was a sketchy thing for me so I wanted to kind of figure out where it's come back and I've tried to tunnel read that chapter so I've tried to kind of go back as far as I can to sort of map it I and uh, even with the city film uh, uh, the same thought was there so to answer your question. They were kind of there from the beginning because these were in my uh, chapter plan or whatever that you kind of map out at the start. But obviously the 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 more exact shape started coming when. um, uh, When I started uh, researching and writing because uh, I didn't have a very detailed plan. Unlike Tanul, who's also writing a book,
0: and oh, whose, shut up.
2: <laughs> whose whose initial plan is almost like the length of my book, like what oh, I ended God. up as. And uh, uh, Tanul, uh, what what do you feel about uh, about Maybe. starting off like
0: you know Maybe with the plan the in mind? Uh, I uh, we we can do this podcast and my book is out, which is in two thousand thirty-four. When podcast <laughs> will no longer be around, so let me ask you a question. It's a it's it's a rather basic question, but I think I it's it, it's something that I've uh, uh, seen a lot of authors talk about, and uh, uh, you know uh, I just want to ask you how you felt about it. You know, so I mean, <clears throat> writing a book, it's, 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 I mean, and, and, and we are somebody who I like to say we are T20 players, right? We write, I mean, 800 to uh, 900 word reviews and all of that. It's a short format where, you know, a lot of it is just, I mean, uh, a, a, a lot of focus is on this short term thing because it is a, a shorter piece. So you can have a certain kind of, I mean, you know, flow rhythm, even uh, the way you think about sentences and piece in general and all of that. Book, on the other hand, it may sound uh, more, say, I don't know, glamorous or, or, or prestigious, it, it's, it's, it's a bit like playing a test match, right? You are in it for the long haul and all of that, or maybe yeah. like a long marriage or whatever. In the yeah. initial stages, there is excitement, you are really kicked about doing this and all of that. But then, I mean, the reality kicks in, at perhaps kicks in at some point, I I wouldn't know about these things but i want to ask from you uh, and and you need uh, you understand that you know you are in the long haul and every day is about and and when then when you understand that you have to be a fucking Dravid, that you yeah. know you have to fucking graft <laughs> this shit out of your skull i mean uh, and then uh, perhaps uh, so what i am asking you is did you A, feel uh, that at some point uh, in the sense that uh, feeling of fatigue feeling of I mean, even disinterest, I know it sounds weird. Uh, I'll I'll give you an example to which Rahul can also, I'm sure, relate. Like when we all became film critics, say, six, seven years ago, we were very excited about our jobs and all of that. We still are. But you know, there, there, there comes a point where, you know, you, you sometimes get tired because say you're seeing a, a, a series of mediocre films week after week after week or something uh, or doing the, the rut or being caught in a rut of doing the same thing and, and, and things like that. In book that is kind of amplified to a really large extent even though uh, uh, at the heart of it, you of course love the topic. You have all the uh, requisite intellectual curiosity and all of that, uh, you know. but But I'm just wondering, did that happen to you uh, did you at some point think that yeah you know I uh, I need to pull myself together this this is I mean the sameness of this is maybe getting to me perhaps I'm not doing it the right way things like that you know moments of doubts and uh, uh, confusions and things like that.
2: I mean yeah all as you said all the normal writerly self-doubts and things that we experience in like shorter bursts in, mm. in all our work are just they kind of take over a large like they, they also stretch themselves out so they you don't panic in that kind of immediate way that you do but if you're you know if you're the kind who worries about how things are then yeah it does pose specific kind of problems because again we are just not used to writing like sustained stuff right we, like we can mm. sustain it over whatever, 6,000, maybe 10,000 exactly, words piece. at mm. the most. But how long will a long piece be? At the most, whatever, 10, 15, I, I yeah. don't think any of us could have gone beyond that in any of the magazine or newspaper pieces that yeah. we've written uh, or online. Especially
0: film pieces where more than six to 7,000 is hardly something that you would see and even that is, you know, really stretching the limit. Anyway, Yeah, yeah.
2: So, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I, at one point you also, like, since you said tests, I, I would say that you have to kind of, I mean, at, at least I tried to do this, that you kind of break it down into smaller, like, play a series of one days instead of, mm. uh, you know, play it, like, because you'll have to look at it as one large innings at the end. But uh, at least like playing it session by session played session by session simply to get like that level of energy that each page or each section requires so that you know it you don't sound exhausted in certain parts and really like energetic in certain parts so uh, it's kind of and then to kind of identify those fallow periods later on is uh, that's a fun thing actually. And that's where you know when you get like good feedback, that helps. You know, like you mm. uh, and Akshay and uh, are a lot of people. Uh, you know, if you point out that, huh, you know, this part, I, you know, I was maybe not so into it. Then you know, you, as a writer, you, fit, you you kind of think that, okay, you know, why why am I so interested in getting this down? Then you take that call. Fair enough. Yeah. Can I uh, let me just uh, let me just try and take this off me for a second because, you know, it's never been on you. Not not used to, but uh, do you what were your guys uh, mem- first memories of Satya? Did you see it when it came out initially?
1: Um, no, I have actually still only seen Satya in fragments. Like, I know the film, I know what, it, like, I know I can put it together in my head. I know yeah. what comes when. Uh, but I, I think I first uh, finished watching Satya in 2010 or something. Uh, it was one of those films which I watched in parts for so long that mm. it really assumed a hole in my head. And it became a hole. And, um, and I still haven't watched it in one sitting which is which is bizarre
2: yeah interesting uh, so, so yeah. when you when you did finish it then like mm. for the first time yeah had it like had enough happened since that time when it released that uh, it wasn't as impressive to you like or or were you still impressed by by the thing like when no, you
1: finished. I, I actually did not think it aged one like I, I, I was still equi- and it's not like by 2010 I was some very evolved human being either. Uh, we, I think we were still I was still figuring out what I wanted to do and films were still a thing I used to just watch uh, for fun, for entertainment on the side and Satya was the thing that was always on my mind because uh, I, I always felt sort of this guilt for not finishing it or for not watching it in one sitting and I just never got around to doing it so whenever I used to watch it I used to make sure I'd finish say at least 40 minutes or at least half an hour uh, uh, you know every time I watched it and I thought it was still very very impressive like even by the time I finished it when I could actually hold a conversation about the film after 2010 uh, and you know obviously I'll never know how it felt when it came out or what it did to the the film landscape or what it meant uh, you know I'm hoping to find that out from your book but uh, e- eventually g- given that I was growing over the next 12 years and I had become gone from being a teenage preteen to like a to a mid-20s guy uh, I will never have a way of telling if you know what what you know the legacy how the legacy of Satya sort of uh, grew in my head or evolved in uh, my head because a scene i'd say watched in 2007 or 8 which i remember uh was uh you know very different from uh, it, it felt sort of a little different from how i completed it in 2010 and even i think a couple of years back i was doing i don't know i think i was doing a list or something again i went back to satya but again i didn't finish it in one sitting so it's one of those things which will never really uh which will never really sort of uh, I, I can't fix it because I can't watch it for the first time again. But uh, I am very interested about you know uh, how it sort of how how you know how different perspectives how different people have watched the film or even digested the film because we were very young when it came out.
0: Mm. Mm. <clears throat> you know, it's very interesting uh, what Rahul just said because I mean I also. Uh, do not have a a very different answer to this. And I mean, here are two uh, Hindi film critics. and talking about one of the more iconic Hindi films and what are the odds. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's very interesting because... And and, it's, it's all the more fascinating to me because, I mean, see, films in the 90s and the odds, right? I mean, Hindi films especially... I have seen most of them in theaters, and I have a very vivid memory. Of course, I'm not just watching those films, but my very distinct visceral reactions to certain scenes and all of that. It, it still is very vivid, uh, as much as my slippery memory uh, uh, has been over the last uh, several years and all of that. And so, so, but you know, Satya is not a film uh, that I can say that I own it. Right, like in the way I own say Lagan, in the way hmm. I own Company. In the way, you know, because you know that that was your first engagement with your uh, with that film, uh, I'm sorry, uh, that your first engagement with that film was absolutely unblemished by uh, expert commentaries, or somebody else's reactions, or somebody, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it was not part of quote unquote popular discourse. I mean, you saw uh, the film, I mean, you consumed the film like a fresh meal, you, you knew Few things about it, but but not much, and and that gives you such a sublime thrill uh, of you know uh, this weird kind of friendship with uh, with something that is that is just so phenomenal and absolutely enraptures your senses in ways that few things do. Because I mean, we know that the standard of mainstream Hindi cinema in the nineties or the odds when we were growing up and watching films mm-hmm. and one of the reasons that we become became critics uh, was not that much right, and and especially. Any, anybody making anything different was, was, was hailed as this genuine trailblazer and things like that. So anyway, so with me, what happened was, I don't know, I mean, for some reason, I did not see this film in theater. It came on my cable. And I remember by then, so I think that there was a, a, a lag definitely there. Uh, by then, I mean, we had all started to know about, you know, Satya and all of that. My brother and I, we were big uh, sort of, uh, I mean, we were on this uh, uh, this Ramu bandwagon because by then we started to get really, I mean, actually I had started to get fatigued by the whole uh, Karan Johars and the and, and and the timing is also really important. Actually, I was not sort of fatigued, I'm, I'm wrong, because I remember watching Kuch Kuch in theatres and and really liking it, and even weeping through the screening. Anyway, so same <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> so, ah, uh, ah, uh, so you know, I mean, uh, but, uh, uh, but by then, my brother and I, we were already had begun scouting for talents, and we had <laughs> noticed that you know, ah, uh, ki Ramu kuch karta hai, R G B hai kuch, like whatever, We had really liked this rangila. Uh, I'm quite a big fan of Dard. One of these days, I really want to write this essay on Dard. Anyway, so those things. Uh, so when the film came out, uh, on when I started watching it on cable, uh, the first thing uh, that drew me towards the keys was a lot of gags. Ah, Chutia or something or whatever. Yeah. So that and I remember. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm wrong, but I think the film begins with this insanely long disclaimer about something, uh, I don't know, uh, about some expletives, about something, something, I don't know. Just that, that, that is this one memory that's vivid. But that was not a continuous uh, viewing experience. I think I did not watch Satya in one sitting, and I have not watched Satya in one sitting, But although there have been various sittings in which I watched it uh, uh, for substantial period. So even if you ask me today, I mean, I would not be able to hold a proper conversation about Satya, as I can about uh, different films, where I'm especially pointing out things and you know, uh, sort of connecting the dots and all of that, which is very really strange because I've always thought that you know I'll go back to it and all of that, and I have in times, like say in early days of college, uh, 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 uh mid uh, sorry late arts and things like that, but it just it just it, it's been one of those things that it has not for some reason come together, unlike say Hazaro. Which I did not see uh, when the film came out, but I remember watching it Aram Sip properly and 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 then real and then going back to film again, uh, to the same film again and again. But yeah, with Satya, it's 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 just one of those uh things that I think now so much has been spoken about it, uh that perhaps there is a slight chance that it may not hit me with as much force, which is obvious. But I am very, very intrigued because it's, it's that part of golden years of Ramu that... And and, and, and even in those fragmented, disparate sort of screenings that are viewings that I've had. I mean, uh, the, the, the reaction was definitely very intense and very, I mean, you know, uh, being in it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's really embarrassing to admit. And I'm sure one of these people can even tweet about it that like whatever in different <laughs> yeah, critics
1: not funny part that uh, Uday is suddenly on a podcast <laughs> with two people yeah i thought
0: this Uday trying to deflect the thing i mean he left the ball outside the stump but like it cut and took the the bails off Sorry, you but yeah yeah but i
2: have an almost as disappointing story really i i saw it when it came out but i have i don't remember I don't think I saw it in the hall because I remember mm. films that I see in the hall.
0: Of it's course. just that
2: simple. Like I've seen Ozar in the hall and I remember that. So <laughs> If I saw Ozar, I'll probably remember Satya mm. if I saw it in the hall. So I must have seen it on VHS or cable, more likely VHS, because I remember that a, a friend of my parents uh, recommending Satya to them. And they, my parents aren't really film watching people, so if they get a recommendation, they're like, huh, oh, must be good," and uh, you know, then we would have got to see it because my saying it may not have had that effect, you know, gangster film and everything like that. And so, uh, so uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I I really don't have uh, that clear memory of a first time watching it. Uh, which would have been very useful, considering, you know, a whole book, (laughs) just that, you know, saying that, oh, when I saw it for the first time, this scene hit me or that, and I I really don't remember that first thing. But I do remember having memories of certain scenes, especially the torture scene with uh, Biku holding that spike, like just close to the guy's eyes and uh, things uh, it's those i have strong memories of the mumbai ka king con i have a strong memory of that also from very early on so i i don't know whether those are there from like the very first screening or whether like it was later things because i kind of kept watching it in parts through the years it would come on tv a lot so i used to watch like bits of it and then later on when Started downloading movies. I always had a copy of Satya around. I used to watch it from time to time. But uh, yeah, you know, even I don't have like that initial kind of uh, formative memory of it.
1: Wow, uh, I I think we lost half our podcast listeners <laughs> in the last five. Yeah, months. I know all <laughs> credibility. <laughs> um, but that's um. that's the thing. Also, I was as Tanul very you know rightly mentioned that even by the time I probably ended up watching it or even forming an opinion or like my my perception of the film, uh, I think I had heard more about the film and probably read more about the film. Uh, Then actually watched the film, you know, it was one of those films. Another film that that happened with was Godfather for me, you know, I watched it, I think first time ever in 2011, when it re-released in theatres in Bombay. Uh, Shit, and You saw it oh in the wow. theater? Yeah. So it re-released in PVR. Yeah. Screen oh if my I'm, God! That would have been amazing. That's I've never insane. seen it in a theater. Man. Yeah, and that was the first time I watched it. So my my father forced me when he heard that <laughs> Godfather's in theaters. He was like, do just drop everything and go and watch it." And and I was very reluctant even then because it was Godfather had already become that film, you know, that legendary film, and you know, you tend to like. I don't know, some personality types are such, you tend to avoid things that are already, everyone sort of talks about that are already iconic because you just don't want it to be that same thing to you. You want to be different about it. So I was avoiding it for the longest time. And as it happened, I saw, I watched it in PVR later. So of course, I didn't get an opportunity like that with something like Satya. Uh, and a lot of other good films from the 90s. I remember watching Rangila very clearly in a theatre. And Rangopal Verma for me was that person, the guy who made Rangila. Satya, of course, really accumulated over time. That legacy sort of formed. Everyone started talking about it in the mid-noughts. Uh, when Rangopal Verma was still a big deal. When Sarkar was, you know, when yeah. Sarkar was a big deal in the mid-noughts. And when he was still sort of almost at the twilight of his you know, artistic sort of sanity, uh, yeah. which we realized later. Uh, Though we never knew it then, right? Like, we because didn't know Sarkar that, right? was,
2: exactly. it was like, shit, now he's yeah. gonna, you know, mm-hmm. now he's gonna become big time, because that was like his, you know, yeah. casting both the bachans and everything.
1: Yeah, and exactly.
2: like, little did we know that that was kind of the beginning of the
1: slide. Yeah, and, and I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to have an un- unfiltered sort of perception of Satya because of that, and because, of Ramgopal Verma in general because of that. But it's fairly comforting to know both both of you have more or less had the same experience, especially Uday, given that you've just spent uh, half of your life writing the book about the film.
0: And you know, it's something I... uh, It's it's just so happened that uh, I have managed to come across things that are so fascinating that I sometimes wonder if the film... uh, I mean, if I watch... Like, whenever I watch it, will it uh, live up to that? Because I remember reading a blog of uh, Kashyap on Passion for Cinema in, I think, 2007. Uh, it was th- that phase when his no smoking uh, was panned by critics and all of that. And uh, yeah, he yeah. was uh, <clears throat> he, he was in a very uh, a bad shape. The Gulal uh, screening had, uh, uh, was uh, stalled and all of that. Panch had never released. Anyway. So he used to write these really long, impassioned posts and all of that. Uh, uh, some of it uh, had uh, a, a tinge of nostalgia to it. And I remember one of those, I think if I'm not wrong, mentioned the fact that he remembered uh, meeting Ramu. And uh, Ramu said that, you know, I have this one-line idea, which is essentially yes. uh, what happens if we put the protagonist of Ayn Rand's how uh, uh, Howard Roach, in, in Mumbai underworld. And I thought that just... <laughs> That's a killer sort of a logline, you know, I mean, anyway, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just one of those things that I'm quite uh, looking forward one of these days. I mean, I should, I mean, technically uh, watch Satya before I read your book. Otherwise, anyway, uh, (laughs) what I'm interested about is again, uh, a quasi academic and a full on pretentious question is uh, I want to know your opinion on uh, film books in Mm -hmm. India. And B, film books in general that, you know, uh, you may have read or you may have heard about and all of that. Uh, I'm circling back to the first question uh, with an addendum that, you know, the feeling that I get from a lot of uh, Indian film books is that, you know, you can broadly divide them into say, two categories. Uh, One is these really considered academic works and all of that. And yeah. uh, which have, I mean, a very good amount of research and all of that. But obviously, there is this one very uh, obvious uh, uh, complaint that a lot of people raise: is that you know uh, they are often written in a really stilted, academic, very heavy jargony thing, and you sometimes wonder what the fuck is happening. How can make somebody how can somebody make cinema sound boring? Uh, so, and so this is us one. reading
2: that. Yeah, I yeah, know. I'm, I'm absolutely... sorry.
0: Yeah, and this is us
2: reading it who kind of consume cinema a lot. Yeah, so, of
0: course. For a exactly, lay person, right? yes. it would be like... You it's suddenly different. feel dumb, dude. You are like, you're reading about Amitabh Bachchan in Diwar. This is actually referring to a book, but I'll not take the book's name. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck did Divar become so boring? Or when did I become so dumb? And 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 then, you know, it's just, that's that. That's one. Second is, <clears throat> there are these uh, 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 books on cinema which are on the other end, right? They are uh, these, you can sort of say, uh, not mass paperbacks, but they are uh, uh, in the mold of uh, a more uh, audience-friendly uh, mold. And, uh, you know, they... But those, I've often uh, seen that they are... You know, they're very celebrity-centered. And I get it. I'm not being this naive person about it. Of course, publishing is a business. You need to sell books and all of that. And, but, you know, there is this... Sometimes what I've seen is that there's this excessive deification of of say uh, uh, celebrities and all of that, or whether it comes to say an actor or a director and all of that. On the other hand, uh, uh, there are some books say on I mean some noted filmmakers like Ray and all. Ray is actually a uh, uh, an exception, but other than that. You don't really see, or or feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, you don't really see what I like to call a book of ideas when we talk uh, in the realm of, uh, you know, book of ideas that are accessible, entertaining, enjoyable, yet are not undercutting their own mind or their intellect and things like that. So what I found interesting about your book was that, you know, sure, it is a book of ideas, but it kind of also very intelligently skirts Mm -hmm. Uh, away from taking the celebrity route. Like you don't have these really long flowing interviews or passages about uh, uh, that's my guess I mean given that I only read two chapters uh, on say uh, Ramgopal Varma or Kashyap and these are really ripe material uh, uh, to be mined or could have been mined by perhaps some other author because it, it was also an interesting point in, in, in their uh, lives Kashyap was starting out uh, yeah. Varma was sort of like nearing uh, his first decade in filmmaking but really starting to sort of soar even though it might rangila and i think raat and shanam shanam things like that yeah. so i mean what what are your thoughts uh, on it and you can uh, as i said extrapolate it to uh, books written about uh, uh, on cinema i mean outside india as well
2: so uh, i i mean you're absolutely right in those two categories are the main ones one is you know the the academic um, The ones with the academic bent and uh, those, I guess, are ideas books, but those ideas aren't accessible. So, you know, at some level, what is the point? Like, other academics will read them and understand and maybe like them and all that. But it's very, uh, it's still very difficult. I'll, uh, uh, I will, I'll give a shout out to one book that uh, I read because it is, it is still, it it gets a bit jargony and all that because it's written by a JNU professor, but uh, it's called uh, Bombay Cinema and mm. it's by Ranjani Mazumdar, but it mm. really does have very strong ideas and uh, if you can kind of brazen your way through the slightly more, you know, theoretical parts, then it has like wonderful ideas and... Uh, uh, I'll just say that I read that book cover to cover and made a lot of notes at the very start. Like that was the start of my research before anything. So that was really helpful. So I uh, uh, that book I would say is still a slight exception in terms of being, you know, pretty much accessible to someone who's not you know studied. Uh,
0: film theory
2: or whatever uh and uh, and the other uh, other broad category is biographies yeah. or uh, as as yeah. you said celebrity related stuff so and uh, wildly varying in quality most of the time as we know we've all kind of breezed through some of these in the past few years uh but um, more than that these are like as you said, there's not much intelligent appreciation of people as you know, uh, as artists. Uh, there's a lot of like you know, trying to come to terms with why are they famous? You know, why is this star famous? or so why was this actor? You know, the, this director wrote letters to this poet and all that, and it was so nice. But uh, trying to kind of through their work give an idea of what made them special that comes through in very few books, I would think. And uh, so yeah, my my models for that kind of thing were mostly from outside India, I would say. Uh, I, I really like the writing of this one uh, British guy called uh, David Thompson and mm-hmm. uh, his his books uh, I thought are a uh, he doesn't do much reportage-based stuff, but he still like he he has a way of writing about like broad sweeping moments in film, but being like, you know, looking at it through his eyes. So he's not gonna tell you that, you know, at this moment in whatever the Godfather released and it was important because uh, you know, so and so was happening, and all that. He he looks at it through a much more personal lens. So I, I, I that was something which I tried to adopt. That you know, it's, it's not, you know, not telling something through you know the accepted uh, story, but trying to find, you know, your own way into like a, a into
0: a historical narrative. I don't know if that makes much sense, but no, uh, it, it did, it did, and uh, it's also because I mean, uh, we have sort of become conditioned to think about film books in certain ways. And and I, as a film writer or or somebody who likes reading film books, although, I mean, uh, that output has sort of severely taken a hit in recent times. But, you know, I have, uh, I've often wondered and and I often crave a different approach uh, when it comes to uh, film books. The third category that I, sorry, just extending that. uh, The third category uh, that is of late becoming, I mean, you know, uh, becoming prevalent as these books of interviews. Now I mean when I talk about books of interviews in great Truman Capote is writing uh, words that is not writing, that is typing, but <laughs> going beyond going beyond that terrible insight. No, I don't mean it. Uh you know we have all. I mean, we are we are all writers, journalists, whatever, right? So I mean, so we get that, and I'm not, I'm and I'm not dunking on the format itself. It's a bit like saying that you know, uh, listicles are inherently bad. Nothing is. It's just about. And and I've read uh, some excellent books on on uh, which were on, uh, in the form of interviews. One that actually inspired me to do something similar. I did nothing. Uh, this book called Almodovar on Almodovar beautiful chronicling, uh, taking his stuff like uh, right from, I I mean, his mated or whatever his first film was from the mid-80s to, you know, just, you you can actually see uh, a great filmmaker evolve through the pages. I read that book in 2011, I think, so I'm sure it's an older book. But, you know, I I remember uh, seeing, uh, thinking that, damn, this is a work of art. This is great. But I mean, uh, those sorts of books—I mean, of that quality—and not just in India, but even otherwise as well, one doesn't see as much. And you can almost see that uh, people sort of like opt it as a as as a formula to sort of—I uh, 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 mean, just get a book out, is the sense at times I get. So I mean, yeah, that was the uh, the third category that is also sort of there. Yeah. Let me just say that
1: uh, this, the last question that Tanul asked, I, I actually admired how uh, difficult it was for you to be politically correct and not sort of <laughs> really name a single book because you were dying to get into sort of specific, but you kept it really generic, no, man, I found really, I mean, I appreciate it. It's it's such a different Tanul.
0: Let's just say this on record that I'm a better human being than I usually get credit for. And I'm actively <laughs> working towards that. So anyway. <laughs> maybe, maybe
2: towards the end of the podcast, like, you know, then I you mean, can for, let
1: loose. Yeah, I mean, for the uninitiated sort of reader, especially like myself, who's not pretty much not read a film book in his life. Uh, I would appreciate some names and specifics <laughs> that even I can, you know, really get down to the nitty-gritty before getting into Uday's book, which yes. I promise I will read.
0: Before you ask your question, all I have I, I have a segue uh, here, given that you've said that, you know, uh, 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 you're saying that you've not read a film book uh, yes. ever, or, or uh, very few film books. I would highly recommend you this book. I'm sure you know about it. I remember reading it when uh, when I was a kid in school, and I loved it. It's it's called uh, Madness in Des- Desert. It's by Rishabdi yeah, yeah. it's, ab- it's about it's uh, about uh, making of Lagan. Beautiful book, very well. I I I I know that you really uh, love the documentary. Yeah. I hate it. I hate that documentary <laughs> at the bottom of my head. But that's a different thing. <laughs> the book is very good. Or, or perhaps I saw it like in 2010 when I, I for some reason, I was really cheesed off throughout. But anyway, that's a good book given that how much you love the documentary and um, obviously how much you, I'm sure, uh, love Lagan as well. Uh, I thought that was a very cool approach on how to sort of uh, make a, uh, write a book about the making of a film uh, while having appropriate distance from the from the subject matter. <clears throat>
1: Ah, yeah, I mean that's that's interesting. First of all, I didn't know there was a book about it.
0: Uh, I thought there was only really? a documentary, which was for
1: me a filmmaking documentary. Which I thought, how can there be a book? But then come to think of it, given that the wo- documentary had a voiceover throughout about like this fictional device of say, writing that,
0: that that's what irritated me, dude. That's yeah.
1: really irritated me. Anyway, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. No, no, I'm I'm going to have to work reverse here because. I think I've watched so many films and watched all these documentaries that now I'm going to have to start getting to the authors that whose books the films were based on because I I think I'm doing trying to do the same uh, with Sally Rooney right now because uh, you know oh, I just nice. oh, I just watched normal people. Obviously, I loved it earlier this year, and <clears throat> completely blown away by the series. And uh, uh, you know, now I'm trying to get into her as a writer because, of course, she's a very unique writer. I've started reading conversations with friends only a couple of weeks ago. Of course, I, I'm taking my own sweet time. I'm not the reader who can really focus, but uh, but but you know, I, I I mean, I'm now getting into what the fuss is all about about her style of writing uh so I, i'm trying to get into the whole book thing maybe warming up for this book eventually because i have a bunch of film <laughs> books lying here over the years that that have been delivered in a way because a lot of people automatically assume that film critics are very heavy readers of film books right uh i mean it's it's sort of a thing so uh, i i do have a lot of books lying around which i hope to get uh, get around to, but uh, but but to Feel free to you know send me your book uh, for free as soon as. Don't possible. don't make me come there and read it out to you. I'll do that. I wouldn't mind that. Nobody's ever read bedtime tales to me. You know, to-
0: with appropriate <laughs> pause. With appropriate pauses, uh, which have ample scope for appreciating the pro style, uh, for appreciating <laughs> the kind of sophisticated reportage, like turns yeah. of phrases, uh, this thought of that part. I can, I can part. do a
2: Kashyap voice. I, I, could, I could probably <laughs> do a Kajpai <Bajboi laughs> voice
1: also. Yeah, you can method read it out to me if you want. It may just get me into it. But I do have a, I do have another question for you. Just yeah, I mean... Just generically, just tell me about the process because I know it's been really long. I know it's been difficult. We've seen it uh, for reasons that obviously we are not going to get into. But uh, just tell me about just very roughly about the process of you uh, going from start to finish in the book uh, as far as the uh, your material is Hmm. concerned. So, I mean,
2: I'd, I'd say that I probably started off with a lot of desk research. Like, mm. as much, I, I tried to find out and print out and read everything about Satya that I could. So, every single article mm. uh, written on the film or tangentially uh, written. Uh, Around the film, uh, I read. I read a couple of books that were in the general region of Satya, Um, all that. I saw the film a bunch of times and took notes every time. So I have like a couple of different sets of notes on the film. And I saw a whole bunch of other films also. And I took notes on those and I tried to sort of compile them all. I wasn't very successful. I'm not a very uh, I'm not a very organized uh, researcher, but uh, yeah. So, I, but still, I started with that, and then when I felt slightly confident, you know, that I have some base to start talking to people, then I started reaching out to people. And I remember uh, my first um, first long interview with a crew member was with uh, Apurva Srani. Uh, I went to his house and I think he gave you know he he was there and we spent like two hours there chatting and the second was with uh, Jerry Hooper mm. which uh, was a cinematographer who shot this one film in India and then never uh, I don't mm. think he shot another feature film again let alone in India mm. so it's just like the most the craziest one-off uh, certainly, like, one of the craziest one-offs in Hindi cinema, I think, has to be this. It's just, like, most unlikely story. Uh, even how he came aboard was, like, a really unlikely story. Like, uh, uh, there, there was Kanna Nair uh, who had worked with Verma on an earlier film. And uh, Verma asked him, like, you know, I want someone who will be, like, who will shoot my film a slightly different way. And he remembered when he was studying in the U.S., Someone had mentioned that there is this teacher out there who's also a cinematographer and his work is really good. And he got in touch with that guy. And Verma of course, being Verma he was like, "Yeah, sure. This sounds like a weird idea. I'm on." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and it just happened like that. And Hooper had not even seen a Hindi film like in his life before that. Beyond Satyajit, uh, well, he'd seen yeah, like he'd seen a Bengali film, but he hadn't seen like a Hindi film before so uh, yeah so anyways yeah so there was like a lot of desk research and then kind of went on to start interviewing people and that took i think it probably stretched over two years like speaking to people because as you know uh, uh trying to get people for interviews is uh, is not easy in bombay uh, tanul will know this quite well uh hmm. Uh, and uh, Rahul, you also. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that that was, of course, like a huge pain. Uh, so and once I had got, I would say, like maybe 75 to 80% of the total interviews that I now have, mm. I started writing as in I started just doing drafts because I got worried what am I even doing because like a year had gone past year and a half and I was like nowhere into it and I realized I had to start writing something and so I just started doing like random like drafts I, uh, and uh, it kind of went from there and uh, I, I was obviously working with Mint uh, and it's it's difficult to switch on and switch off which uh, you know uh it's uh, so uh, i i had to take 3 months off i think you guys might remember this also
1: yeah I very well like,
2: yeah. i took 3 months off and i was like uh, that's it and i think i must have written a lot of uh, maybe like 70% of my first draft in those 3 months uh it wasn't very good but it just came out in a blizzard simply because I knew that I had to. Uh, I knew that I had to get it down because once I went back to work, it would again be like difficult. And uh, I did that, and then after that, it kind of just then you kept refining it and uh, sent off a first draft that came back with some edits. Then I worked on that, worked on that, and it just like a series of. After I've lost count of how many there were and what all I did with them and it just becomes a blur after a while. But that those three months of work I think are my clearest memory of of this whole process.
1: Did the did the pandemic and the lockdowns accelerate or at least culminate the process? Because I'm guessing going to office and sort of obviously going to office was a big part of the full time job. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I think did a lot of work get done in the last year? Because whenever we asked, you never seemed close to done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's
0: laughs> or he was probably lying to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, or he was lying saying he's one of those first benchers saying and then after the paper he's discussing all the answers.
2: No, but yeah, it, that's absolutely right. It it till I I swear, like till the last week of it, actually going to the press. I didn't feel like it was getting done. Uh, I, I thought there was like lots of shit to still do, and there probably is. So like, let's not even discount that possibility uh, of of stuff that like got left out. But.
0: Uh, yeah, it, uh i hope to catch a typo in your book that's my <laughs> only hope yeah
2: don't tell me <laughs> if you catch i will them, obviously I tell you I what do you mean what we'll put it on want Twitter? To, i don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> so I don't it it. person. It's like
0: uh, no, the i time. i have i have thought about this i mean very properly that uh, we will meet somewhere perhaps for drinks and all of that i've told <laughs> you that i've read the book I start talking about that how great the book is, how it's, you know, amazing and all of that. And I'm really intently like looking at your face and everything. And then I start to talk about, you know, say the typos or things that, you know, were and 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 before you understand, you've been ambushed. And I really want to see, you know, your face really changing and all of that. I know I'm just not a a nice person about it, but yeah, typo though, I really, I really hope that I find one.
2: But
1: Anyway,
0: uh, I, uh, I want to ask a question about can our, i you can know, i ask this. you
2: one thing before this since huh? i since i had mentioned switching on and switching off and you and rahul both uh, you've uh, tunneled you've had this experience uh, with your book also that uh, because you're obviously reviewing and writing pieces but you also have to do this. Uh, do you, uh, have you seen this as a major problem? Uh, this yeah. kind of getting back into the groove because it's not easy then.
0: Yeah, it's not easy. As I said, right, I mean, uh, I, I use that T20 and I know uh, you are thinking in your head that you're very uh, smoothly deflected this to me, uh, but I really don't want to go through that whole charade and be like, you know, whatever. So you have not do that. <laughs> but I'll still answer your question. Uh, so <laughs> it's uh I, I use that t 20 and the test uh metaphor for uh, uh, several reasons because it really holds true on, on, on many counts. So yeah, I mean it does feel like that. Yeah. I mean it's not just about uh, thinking, uh, writing in a certain format. And I mean, uh, writing reviews really comes easy to us. I think the main challenge that I faced and I continue to face, and something that you should definitely uh, uh, also elaborate on that, and I'll also ask you something else as well. But is the fact that, you know, and uh, is, sorry, is the fact that while you are writing reviews, we have been doing this for a really long time. So uh, we all have our, you know, things in place. You have your voice, you have a way, a certain way uh, uh, in which you think about the film, in the way you think about your writing, whether it's good or bad or whatever. There is a process to it, a method to uh, uh, madness, as they say. And But more than that, it's, it's these specifics that's really, I mean, uh, that it just becomes second nature to you, that you don't, it's, it's muscle memory in the sense that, you know, when I'm writing a review and uh, at a certain point, I have to elicit a certain emotional response from the reader. I more or less know how to do it. Whether that's good or bad, as I said, I mean, that's a separate thing. But I know how to do it. I know how to push the buttons. I know how to, you know, I mean, it's a uh, it's a thing. I mean, you can hit sixes, you can take a single, you can leave. I mean, that's a T20, can I leave? But, you know, things like that. You know your way around the jungle. While, uh, but while you're thinking about, say, a long thing and all of that about the book, I mean, there is uh, that is a big problem that I faced and I continue to face uh, is that how do I elicit a certain emotional response from a reader when I'm not writing or when I'm not reviewing something, you know, because that is my home ground. That is my natural mold. That is what I, I really can do it easily. Uh, if I say so myself. So that was something that I I struggled with a lot, and and the the switching on and off, it's very difficult, I and mean, it's it's something that I hope I can get better at and things like that. It's not, um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm far from there, and it's not going to happen anytime soon. I know that. So I mean, it's a uh, it's and sometimes very inf- uh, frustrating as well because you are. Uh, you at times think that why can I not take a break of say a year or two or three years or whatever that is to just work on this thing but then I mean there are other compulsions as well so yeah you don't have an option essentially so you got to suck it up and do it but yeah I have often felt that just sleeping it out really works at times there have been many nights where I just felt that yeah it's But when you get up, it's just a new day and you're like, let's give it a try. Not that you have any other option. So coming to you there, first answer this. Second, um, I have a a question which opens in two strands, which is about the discovery. So, you know, you touched upon it in the initial part of the podcast where you said that, you know, there were things and, and it's obvious, right, when... Uh, whenever uh, 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 anybody uh, sets out to write a book, you know, there are so many things that you don't know about, and 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 the thrill of discovery is, is just so amazing. Because at that point of time, at least I think so, that everything else dissolves. You don't care for, I mean, writing even, or the readers, or or, or the final product. You're, you're you're just so taken in by intellectual curiosity that you're sort of you know just peeling one layer after the other and. It's just this, this thrill of knowing something new. So I would I, I would like to know what was that thing that uh, that was uh, for you. Because as much as I know that it goes back to, uh, uh, say, I mean, tracing uh, uh, some sort of a lineage of gangsters themselves. Uh, not just in Hindi cinema, but also mm-hmm. I think at some level in world cinema as well. That was certainly something that was very new for me. Uh, so I would like you to answer that. And my final question is also discovery but it's at the level of writing not at the level of thought you know so uh, the, there are uh, again it's about i mean changing gears while while you are working on a book right you you, you are no longer say writing a, a straight up feature whether it's long or short or or an interview or a review or or a straight up comment piece you are you, you are writing which is often say a melange of things that that you have not dabbled in right i mean uh, say mm. writing mm. about of, uh, this is a bad example because you have actually done that. But say writing about uh, melding cinema and history, right? Or say okay. uh, melding cinema with a certain kind of the academic analysis, or 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 or, or thinking about a uh, a certain time period, which is I mean you know which could be classified under a lot of things, not just film writing. So these three mm-hmm. questions start with mm-hmm. the start with the switching on and off, and then yeah.
2: <laughs> so you know, switching on and off though, I like I I have pretty much the same feelings as as what you said, which is that it's not just a question, it's it's not the same mindset that you go into a review versus mm. you know, writing this. It's not it's not a question of you finish that and then you can immediately switch on to this. You kind of have to get back to this world in a sense. And uh, then only after a while can you actually start writing. Whereas a review, you just see a movie, you do it, you finish and you're done. So that was a bit of a challenge, especially with work. So uh, actually what Rahul had asked earlier that did the pandemic help? It did because at least I wasn't physically moving around Mm. then. So once I had my day's work done, I could at least switch off from that much easier.
1: Uh, in terms of discoveries... Uh, I, one Before you go on to the next answer, the yeah. discoveries one, let me just add to this question about switching on and off. I'm curious personally. Um, do you think if um, if you weren't writing a book, you would have been a different kind of reviewer? How much does it affect your craft of film criticism? That's a great
0: question, actually.
1: Sorry. How much does it affect uh, your craft of film criticism itself? Has it made you... Uh, a different kind of writer when you write reviews because your reviews are considerably shorter uh, than i think both of us and uh, i've always been curious about how you do that and if it's a conscious choice or if it's because of the book you're writing
2: yeah that's a very interesting question i really don't uh, i really don't know if writing this has made me a different reviewer it's uh, That stuff for the shorter uh, 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 reviews, I I know where that comes from Uh, because I started off with timeout Mm. uh, my career, and there things are really short. Like, I think the long, long, long reviews would be like 600, 650 words there. Mm. So, and so I was used to writing like 300, 350 word uh, things also. So for me, then like 800 would be like long and uh, it's still. So actually, I think my reviews have gotten longer in the last couple of years, but they're still not as long as yours and Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Raul, tell me, did you do you uh, like within the number of things that you do and you, I think, cover a larger breadth of criticism related things that you do than Tanul or me? Uh, do you have yeah, in the sense that you know you do a you do on video work also, and uh, you write columns and uh, you also write about sports and uh, so do you have any difficulty with the switching between these things? Do you find that they come with like a
1: different sort of? Uh, they definitely form. do come with a different switch like that is something I actually wanted to talk about at some point, but. Good you asked it because they, like at least see, I can only speak from at least the kind of things I'm doing because given that I'm not really do have I I don't really have a long project on the side like a lot of uh, you have had for the last few years so for me given that these are the only things I do uh, I have a different almost a mental bandwidth for each thing I do like for the reviews it is I can feel like it's a different switch. I can feel like it's a little more. Uh, again, I hate using the word, but academic in a sense. Or there's a different part of my brain that is sort of operating when I'm writing the reviews. It's a little drier. The columns is something I do to balance the reviews because this is the kind of writing I want to do. If I ever write a book, it will be uh, autofiction. You know, it will be something to do uh, with my own life as well as you know, like a fictionalized version of that. So. Uh, I, I guess that is to balance one area. Again, when you're writing sports or when you're writing uh, when you're writing different kinds of reviews also for that sense. like when you go into the web show reviews or when you go into the short film reviews, you know exactly that there I can almost sense that there's a different kind of writer sort of surfacing with every uh, one of these uh, every kind of sort of piece I, I, I do because in, even in the short film reviews, Uh, one might think that you're not putting as much of your brain in it or as much but it it serves a certain purpose in the larger scheme of things because given that reviewing is your full time job of reviewing feature films is your full time job uh, short films contribute to that in a certain way so I always feel like there are different kinds of writers in me and I want to tap each one as much as possible so that and there's there's no lesser or greater one here I always feel like I'm trying to be versatile within the field uh, of what I've chosen to do because I've, I'm not yet thinking in terms of long fiction or, uh, you know, narrative nonfiction. And and I've never really thought in terms of that. So for me, I, I actually take out a lot of that while I think writing the reviews. Uh, I, I do a lot of storytelling in the reviews itself or in the columns itself because in a way I'm trying to figure out what kind of writing I am most comfortable with and if I can get out of my comfort zone. So there is definitely a switch for every kind of writing that I do. I I don't know if that makes sense or if it holds true for a lot of people. But uh, as you said, because there are a lot of things I have to switch between, I feel like there's a different personality writing each of them. Mm,
2: mm -hmm, mm. Getting back to Tanul's question, uh, with the discoveries, uh, Personally, for me, I was—I mean, I was—I was, I was uh, in—I I mapped it. I—I I would say back to the '50s, to the Navketan films and all. But I was kind of expecting those because I was already kind of getting into those sort of noir-ish black and white films. And the films of the '60s and '70s—what came was a big? you know, what for me were really interesting were the films of the 80s, like those big commercial films, but they were also really gritty, you know, you're Tezab and Arjun and I, uh, yeah. uh, obviously Parinda was uh, huge in everyone, this thing, but in the same year as Parinda, there, there was this film called Hathyaar, uh yeah. starring Sanjay Dutt. I don't
0: know if you've, have, have either of you seen it?
1: I've heard of
0: it. I remember, yeah, I've heard of it and I remember reading about it in your, I think, uh, the chapter that I, but I don't think uh, I've
1: seen it.
2: It's really difficult also because, I mean, there's there's no good print. There's like a really shitty print mm. on YouTube, which is the only way to see it, I think. And, uh, but I've even with that, that's like a, I mean, it's like a really, really good film. It's really powerful and those films really feel like the start of Satya. You can mm. take the genre earlier, but really Satya starts with those films and Shiva, of course, Ram Gopal first film started with Arjun. Arjun was a direct inspiration. Arjun yeah. plus like Bruce Lee's uh, Return of the Dragon were the two films that he kind of merged uh, to make Shiva. Uh, so uh, those, those 80s films, and I had a kind of snobbish attitude towards 80s films, you know, I, I thought that, oh, you know, it's not, you know, they're just like really massy and not for me and stuff. Because I never really, I'd never obviously uh, been too young to watch them when they came out and I never really kind of got them much. And now I saw a lot of interesting things to them. Those were interesting discoveries uh, for me personally. In terms of tracking like the history of Satya and um, and things like which people would point out uh, during like when I talk to people, those were, of course, like a lot of aha moments for me. It's like some like it just like uh, the, the scene which I mentioned where Bajpayee, they're all torturing that uh, guy in that uh, basement and he holds that spike close to his eyes. So I was like torture scene. It must be from Reservoir Dogs. And uh, so I, I asked Ramu that, he you know was Reservoir Dogs on your mind, and he's like, no, I took this from Indiana Jones, from the first Indiana Jones movie. And I was ah. like, what are you saying? I've seen Indiana Jones, there's nothing like that. And he sit there. But then I went home and watched it, and there is this moment where this heated spike is uh, held close to uh, Karen Allen's uh, eyes in that. And uh, that's so weird because no one seeing the Satya scene would ever think that it came from Indiana Jones, like, uh, but, but, you know, there it was. So, yeah, that was uh, those those little moments were a lot of fun when, you know, something someone would say would sort of open up like another avenue in terms of like where your questioning can go.
0: And any discovery or uh, attendant challenges while writing the thing uh, where, you know, you sort of uh, bumped into a a certain kind of or a certain form of writing that you had not done before and you thought that, all right, I'm just absolutely new. Obviously, all of this is cinema, but Mm. but this arm of film writing, uh, I have not done before and... uh, alright I need to find uh, new bearings or things like that. Did, did anything like that happen as well? Uh,
2: you know I weirdly it is uh, I think I had the toughest time when I had to sort of write in a more sweeping or generalized way uh, mm. because a lot of our writing uh, in general is quite
0: specific. Even when we're writing long pieces. Which is great. Which is, I think, great. It's really, at least I can say so for myself, made me a slightly better writer because you really understand that when you're, uh, say, uh, for example, uh, sorry, cut you up, uh, that when you're writing about, say, a scene or or say you're writing about your feeling that I like this film or I like, you know, this about the film and then you're like, what did you like? So then you, uh, then you think about at, at, at a very micro level that you then think of a scene or a line of dialogue or a certain element of say, sound design, cinematography and whatever, then you go further deep it's 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 a bit like a conical thing right you you are constantly zeroing into something uh like you know constantly investigating and excavating your own feelings and what you are essentially trying to do is is, is that you're decluttering your thought and really sharpening your uh thinking and writing so that bang it hits and I think that has really helped me when I do certain other kinds of writing as well, where I think that okay, I really need to distill this down to an element or two or whatever, so that you know I can tuck hit it. So sorry, go on. Uh,
2: it's really helpful until you have to kind of uh, zoom out and write about the uh, macro thing, of course, which I yeah, which I found yeah. quite challenging because I was just I was just not used to it. So when I have to write about like what is happening in 1997, what is happening in 98. Mm what is the film industry at this point, like between 2000 and 2005 when Ramos at his peak, that kind of stuff, when I'm kind of zooming out, that was quite an interesting sort of thing because you have to kind of get a larger uh, narrative going. Uh, without losing like the energy of being specific being specific has that kind of you know you give details and you know you can have that yeah. you have that a slight pace of details as it were in in terms of like you know you can say specific things and you quote specific people mm. uh, and uh, but with the larger sort of zoomed out thing that was a little challenging I found so I and mm. uh, there um. are of course large parts there, you know uh, which I don't, I just don't like till the end. I, I never liked the way they read, but it's just like there's only so much you can uh, rewrite. Uh, so, mm. those, yeah, those were challenges. That particular ride, know. zooming out.
1: Are you, um, I mean, do you plan to maybe consider writing another film book or would you like to branch into? other sort of avenues of book writing or long form writing
2: i mean i i would rather not think of writing any book man uh, till till <laughs> I, it's it's it takes a lot out of you yeah. if you're like the worrying kind and the slightly disorganized kind and i'm both of those <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, if I ever consider one, though, I don't know whether outside of film, I would still be interested. It might still be in the general vicinity of film only. Mm. What about you? Are you are you considering? Who, me? Yeah, it's really high time. Your, your life is too smooth and Not you know, really. easy yeah, flowing. Generally. Not really. yes, seriously. Yeah,
1: seriously. I'm looking at you guys like I look at my friends in Ahmedabad who are all married and asking me <laughs> when I <I'm laughs> be because they all are married and suffering and they're like, okay, it's time you get it. And they they but they secretly envy me because I'm not. So I guess I've, I've I have both of you to thank for that. I have no plans uh, for a while. I,
2: I openly envy you. I'm not secretly envying you, but I, I really <laughs> think you should do this because it's it's the the level of complaining that you can do as a, as someone who's writing a book uh, it's way beyond what you can do as like a general writer and since we generally also just complain so much yeah. i thought yeah. you might want to take it to the next level and you know yeah I'll,
1: and what's I'll, really sorry gone um, gone go, on, go on. Uh, i'm no i'm just saying I'm that I, I don't think i'll be a very good human being if i get into that zone you know once you, I, I don't know how you guys manage to not feel self-important if you're writing a book for all these years. Uh, when when someone talks about... I mean, automatically, I'd assume that reviews sort of... Or reviews or the review writing that we do on a week-to-week, day-to-day basis or, or already assumes like second tier in your head. And when someone talks about writing, I don't know how you guys don't smirk and say, Oh, wait, I am actually writing a non-fiction uh, Narrative non-fiction book which is one of the toughest kinds of writing I personally think so I, I mean I would just not be a very good human being if I start
0: writing a book that's what I get a sense of it. see I think writers are fairly terrible anyway so I mean uh, after that <laughs> just being more terrible is a bit like you know just adding more logs of wood to a dead body which is to say that <laughs> It, people don't really notice it much, you know. I mean, but what's really fascinating to me about this whole exercise is that, and I really hope you do, Rahul, I, whether it's auto fiction or anything else for that matter, is that. You will. Uh, what you really understand is that, and I'm sure. I mean, you all. Uh, you of course go through it on a daily basis, but uh, it's just that its span isn't as much. Say when you're writing a column, or say when yeah. you are writing a review and all of that. Of course, it comes with its own attendant frustrations and 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 the sense of you know the absolute utter inability to sort of translate a thought mm. on page or you know capturing a certain sense of your feeling and all of that, which is obviously there to all uh, kinds of writing. Well, well, what happens in this is that you know uh this persists a persists for very long which is i mean uh you will be surprised to what nuanced degrees of frustration can a person go through without dying from it that's one second is that there is absolutely (laughs) no fucking buddy to share this with i mean what will you talk to anybody about first you'll have to lay out the context of why the fuck you are feeling frustrated for an <laughs> hour. So that anyway, I mean, uh, that's not an option available to you. So you just feel that, you know, you are imprisoned on a daily basis uh, in a in a cell that there's, there's absolutely no way around it. And it's just such a novel form of being frustrated with life that I found that I really recommend to a lot of people. In fact, it really happens with me at times And I sometimes catch myself uh, in the midst of it when I'm really at it. I'm sure Uday uh, uh, would have noticed it and and things like that. So, I mean, so say I'm like cooped up working on something like, say, the book or whatever for a really long time, and there are a few things that I'm just absolutely defeated and exasperated by, and everything. And I mean, life goes on, weeks, months, perhaps even a year pass, and then suddenly. You are uh, talking to somebody, say, who's, a, who's an author or, or who's, a, who's a journalist or who has the same uh, wavelength, who's on the same wavelength as you. And then they ask that Reddit question. Uh, so, how's the book going? And it also so happens that you've downed probably three or four shots of like gin or, or whatever it is that you are on. And then you press the play button. And it is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it is so soul crushing. Because then you talk about, you know, yeah, page 43 pe ek second graph ena, yar, pat yar, and pata kya yeah, and you don't give a fuck about whether the other person is listening or not. Mostly she's not listening. But then you are just on. And I have actually caught myself in the midst of this, or perhaps reflected on it later. And man, I just felt so sheepish about it. But yeah, this is like this this sense of being extremely isolated and then suddenly this possibility of venting it out which is even more futile than the than you uh, you being frustrated about the whole thing is just i mean yeah it's just very nuanced ways of torturing yourself so that's what
1: yeah no i mean i i totally like as it turns out i i don't think i've actually talked a lot to both of you even individually about each of your books because of course, that's a very different space and often a dark space uh and and you see it outwardly say what a writer is going through or how he or she is dealing with the the prospect of sort of finishing a book that uh, you know that he or she has started a, a while back so I guess it's a very private process. I always feel like. If someone, if a fellow writer, even even if it's someone like me who's not writing a book, asks, I always feel like I'm prying on a very private sort of life that uh, I'm better off not knowing about till uh, till you know there is a release of sorts, till there is a sort of uh, a consequence of sorts, which Uday is seeing right now that his book is finally releasing. So uh, I mean, I'm I'm very curious, but the you know to long story short, I I just feel like. I'm not ready. Like, I feel like at age 40, may I may be ready to write a book, but I don't know. It's not, it's nothing to do with the craft as such, but it's also an emotional thing, I guess, or maybe a psychological yeah. thing or whatever it is. I mean, sure, jokes aside, like obviously I've seen both of you really go through hell and, you know, really also uh, uh, sort of come through it uh, almost. And, and you know, I admire that. and But it's just that, Uh, despite that I've seen a lot of people struggling with their books not struggling with their books some people just you know breeze through it Uh, so there are different kinds but it's just that you need to be personally honest about uh, I say when you're ready to take on a challenge of that magnitude and uh, simply I'm just not ready at 35
0: I is just too young for me would uh, they tell me this? I think I, this is probably the last of my technical questions that I have for you. Uh, before that, uh, after that, I'll give you some advice as well uh, <laughs> on how to be now. But before that, let me just ask you something. Is uh, Would you want to do anything differently uh, uh, when you sort of look back? at your journey, given that, you know, you you have not written a book in your life, and uh, it's uh, the the first time, it's always, I mean, for a lot of people, if not all, of course, is uh, uh, throwing things at the wall, seeing what sticks. I mean, uh, just trying to find a fucking uh, compass in the jungle takes like six months or one year, I suppose. I mean, you know, uh, so a lot of it is fumbling in the dark and all of that, and trying to basically find your own approach method whether it's respect to with respect to researching writing reporting and things like that you know I mean now given that I mean you are five years older uh, mm-hmm. uh how do you sort of uh were there some very obvious mistakes because I I, I can give you the like, thousands that I did and I was very stupid uh but mm-hmm. anyway I mean I just want to know
2: um well on a so not a writing uh, way but in 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 another sense not uh, going with an agent at the beginning i think was a mistake so okay. yeah i mean that i think we've spoken about this also earlier mm. and uh, i i i think that's the way to go and i've told rahul that also that when you do uh, mm. think Fair about enough. it yeah. you should do that. anyways that is not so important uh, in the final analysis uh yeah man there's like a lot of lot of things uh i would have done differently i think i would have i think i could have done my interviews better uh i'm anyway slightly a uh, slightly haphazard interviewer as in in the sense i i over prepare but uh sometimes i you know i make general mistakes in interviews i lead and stuff like that and all if i could have planned it a little better i might have been able to kind of play one interview off the other but again it is just a function of how Uh, difficult it was to nab all these people that I never really knew when I'm meeting Kashab versus meeting Ramu versus meeting Vishal or something like that so when I got the opportunity I managed to you know say oh but this person said this or whatever but uh, that does that wasn't always possible so but I feel like maybe if I had somehow planned that a little better that would have worked and uh, in terms of uh, structure I think more or less I'm happy with what the book is and it was I have to say quite fairly similar in structure for better or worse as what I planned at the beginning the structure broad structure really didn't change much uh, from my initial plan but within that of course there are I think parts where I'm happier with the book and not happier with the book. It's difficult to say how I would have avoided those things and, you know, made it better. But, uh, yeah, there are are sort of things that
0: I feel like I could have done better. And were there any moments of intense panic and I do not ask it in a generic sense because obviously when you're working on a long-term project there will be you know self-doubts and all of that I mean whatever that we go through uh, on a weekly basis with respect to writing reviews or features those things are obviously I mean uh, magnified uh, to a very large degree but uh, so not that but um, I'm, I'm just wondering was there anything specific uh, that, uh, you know, sent you into this bit of like uh, panic, perhaps because you just felt uh, 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 so unfamiliar with the whole thing. Perhaps you weren't so sure about, I don't know, whether your reporting was solid or whether it had done enough research. Something, something that, I mean, uh, 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 just very severely sort of made you question or, or, or I mean, just made you panic, perhaps even not for the right reason.
2: I mean in the initial months when I was just starting to write then if I Mm. actually looked at my previous day's work that was Mm. it would send me into a bit of a panic because it would be terrible a lot of the time Mm. because I was Mm. trying to hit my word count for the day I actually worked out how many words I needed to write every day and I would try and hit that and obviously you know it's not It's not going to be good a lot of the time. So I kind of at at one point, I just forbade myself from reading what I've written. I'm like, I'll just get like a lot of stuff written and then I'll go back to it because that was that was kind of depressing. And uh, there were moments of panic towards the end after you start getting like closer to. final drafts not drafts but like after the drafts are done and it's getting closer to printing every mistake or change that you make is kind of nerve-wracking uh, uh, just because you there's that finality coming up and you know it can't change and there is something about a thing being in print in a book uh, yeah. that <laughs> that is like I don't know. It just sends me into a panic even now thinking about it a little
0: bit. So yeah, I towards- think uh, that's a cultural problem. I think the way to remove that is that books are given needless amount of respect. I think uh, Rahul has really sorted this shit out. You know, <laughs> books really do not re- deserve so much respect, dude. It's just fucking black things on white pages, man. It's fine. I mean, whatever. But uh, I I get that. And that final bit of panicking. Does not. uh, I mean. Yeah. Scares me. But yeah. I can completely. Get it.
1: (coughs) This. uh, Yeah. They're just words on water as partisan. (laughs) Very. uh, But no. It's been really. uh, It's been actually very. uh, Different for me. In this podcast. Because I've actually been curious about so many things especially about both of you and your processes and given that it's something I don't have first-hand experience with but uh, but, but I actually really wanted to sit back and listen to uh, Uday or both of you speak about it which which I actually uh, may or may not have taken down notes but uh, that, that's uh, <laughs> I and I'm glad it wasn't specifically about Satya because that we... Have plenty of opportunity to get into after the book comes out and after Uday starts reading reviews of his book, which will Shit, be...
0: that, I am... that <laughs> we should <laughs> reserve a podcast on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> replete with blind items or, or just straight up names.
2: That's going to yeah. be a really weird feeling, man. Because, you know, reviews to nahi hai. Uh, except, <laughs> except, panno, nobody reads reviews. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just too i and not that I'm expecting like reviews or whatever, but like even feedback will be a weird sensation
1: yeah
0: no so I then, you know if I, if i if I were a certain kind so uh, a filmmaker and you know if your book had i mean there's a lot of conditions for this uh, to happen uh, uh, but still I mean it's just a wishful thinking that let's say that you know if I were a certain kind of a filmmaker. Uh, and if your book had 11 chapters, I would have started my review with this. This Uday Bhatia's book has 11 chapters, enough to make a <laughs> cricket team. What this book lacks is a coach <laughs> or some shit like that. I mean, the, the possibilities are immense there, but I mean, I have really no stake in it, so I, I can't take exactly. part. X X past is present. <laughs> <laughs> <This phrase. laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway, but you like, like those guys did. I think you should also do some sort of a thing about reading out your reviews and all of that. I think that's simple. If I get fun like part. even a few reviews, I'll be happy to read out all the negative. <laughs> no, 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 but no on a, uh, I have hmm. sorry, no, go on, then I'll finish. No, no, I, no. I have something to say. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: huh, nothing. I mean, uh, so there, I have a few tips for you. Uh, So I mean, now you are since you are done with the easier part, which is writing a book. Now (laughs) I think I'm sure you need to figure out the tough part out, which is being an author. So first of all, I don't know how much you've thought about it. I've thought about a lot on your behalf, just because you know, uh, I think you should just stop talking to people who have not written books. To begin with, <laughs> I, I did not want to say this at the start of the podcast, and I've told you this before. Just, just straight up stop talking to people. I mean, don't pick up their calls, uh, don't respond to their emails. Just be very, and just be a very rude person in general. Just throw your weight <laughs> around say, in the parties or, and all of that. Just carry a cop- uh, like lug a copy of your book. Wherever you are invited and it doesn't matter what is the occasion, what is the whatever. I mean, every third sentence has to be some sort of a Shekhar Gupta thing that, you know, when I was talking to Ramu and he <laughs> said this, so, you know, incorporate those things in your arsenal. And just uh, have you ever thought about being an author of that? That's my final question to you.
2: I don't know what that means. No, I haven't
1: thought
0: about Come it. Come on.
1: Who know what it
0: means? Hmm. Yeah, of course you know that. Just be a little less modest or less self-aware. Or I, aware.
2: I've not, I've not thought about it, but I'll take your uh, tip on carrying my book around.
0: <laughs> right, and yeah. just, just in case, carry three, four copies. Like you know, just in case, uh, if you want to read, you can PayPal me the account, like number or whatever it is, amount and stuff like that. I think that should be just uh, yeah. Or or whenever you are like you have to make a drink or whatever, don't use the table. Like sit on the floor, put like ten copies of your uh, like book, <laughs> then put a fucking like you know a bottle and a drink and then just 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 you have to do some postmodernistic shit there. But uh, yeah, I mean. Big next. deal, man. Congrats. This yeah, congratulations,
1: Zudai. And uh, obviously next time I think uh, I come to Delhi, I'll have to be invited to a lit circle party to meet you. Um, ha, so, Tanule, no, he'll get us into the... Ha. ha so of either course. of you figure that out. But just make sure I'm not coming uninvited because I'm not even close to writing a book and stuff. So uh, I'd, I'd be happy to see uh, you in that zone uh, when I come there.
2: No, oh,
0: thanks, guys. And this was a fun discussion, though it's uncomfortable, what? but still fun. When does your book come out in stores? I I know that uh, the the thing was uh, sometime in August, right? I mean, it's What's supposed the... to be 30th
2: 30th August, but uh, this book has been marked by delays almost from the start. So you know, I, I'm not sure whether. Uh, it
0: might get pushed a little further, but 30th August is generally when it's supposed to come out. Nice. Are you going to have a fancy book launch or something? I really want to have free cheese and wine and things like that. I, yeah, I have no idea,
2: but uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, people. If you're interested, you can see the Amazon page, and there is a pre-order link. <laughs>
1: I mean, you you can you can do half. <laughs> what maybe uh, I found myself very accidentally at uh, uh, I, I think a book reading by Tishani Doshi a couple of years ago, her small days and nights, uh, and uh, that kind of wine and cheese and very fancy alcohol party I'd love where obviously Manu Joseph is there and everyone uh, else who we won't. <laughs> leave,
2: I I hate to, to disappoint you, Rahul, but the uh, budget. For a a Tishani Doshi launch and the budget for
0: my launch,
2: if there is going to be one, I would imagine are very different.
1: I wonder why that is, but... uh, It's like old monk and I don't know, chips. but, But I have a feeling that this is going to be your main publicity device, this podcast, so feel free. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, and of course, we are going to also have a post podcast months later, uh, where all of us have are going to be in a position where we have read your book and we will discuss it with you. Because uh, I'm 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 pretty sure everyone we know b- within the film reviewing community, the film writing community, is very keen to uh, sort of get their hands on your book. So thanks for letting us know it's going to be officially launching on thirtieth. Can pre-order right now on Amazon. Were there anything any other shameless plugs you want to make before we end this? No, no, that's that's about it. I mean, this is the shameless plug on its own. But this is <laughs> the shameless plug episode. Episode. So, uh, yeah. I don't like anything else.
0: Uh, no, I think i am exhausted. I mean, I've asked questions, I gave him sizely advice, uh, but I plugged this thing. I congratulated him. What else can a man do? I mean, you know, that's I true. think I'm done. And uh, best wishes, yeah, whatever. I mean... uh... I am hoping to read it soon. I haven't bought a copy yet, but uh, I'll I'll do it quite soon. Honestly,
1: forward. it's it's like end of an era for me also because the only Uday I've known so far has been the Uday who's writing a book and been whining and been uh, self destructive and been uh, uh, and been very very tense about the whole thing for the last five or six years. So now this uh, friend that I might have after next month is going to be a very different person. I hope he still keeps in touch and uh, yeah I, I look to I look forward to getting to know uh, uh, you now that you're going to be in the pleb zone, which is now reviewing every week, that's the only validation you're going to get for your writing for the next considered for the foreseeable future.
2: no sorry Tanya, yeah, I can't talk
0: to you anymore. But, uh... <laughs> Good one, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, this point that you made, Rahul, because uh, I think <laughs> my relationship with Uday, uh, with respect to uh, and your relationship with Uday now, I mm. think they are gonna be inverse because for several years we have shared you know misery and uh, we have wine together and all of that and whatever and now you suddenly see that you are still on the streets but ab uh, so i mean i am just uh, <laughs> it is going to take me many many more years if at all to cross the line so it's not i mean it's uh, in in burst it it inspires like some kind of wild sardar khan feeling in me that like you know this guy has just uh, he's done that now now whenever I think of I think of a calm Uday a content Uday Uday who has feelings of I've done it and that just suddenly is I mean yeah I gotta live with it what can I say but yeah. I, I hope to pull off an Uday on you, uh, what he did to you in Bombay, though. Now when he has uh, some free time and I can, you know, throw my weight around and be like, you know. Yep, yep. I
1: mean, I, I thought that was your default mode anyway. It's not like it needed mentioning. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, that, that, was a, that, that was a fun conversation, guys. And uh, uh, hopefully we will be back uh, in the near future to talk maybe more about the book. Uh, but for now, everyone who's been listening, do pre-order the book and uh, um, do feel free to write into today We are only going to give his email address today, not any of us, uh, bata.ud at gmail.com. Uh, and um, and uh, yeah, and join us in the future. We'll, of course, resume uh, uh, regular programming, so to say, maybe next week or uh, depending on what. Uh, uh, film or series we can talk about and thanks for listening and uh, Uday, uh, thank you again and congratulations and uh, Tanul, thanks for joining Uh, we will see you soon thanks guys